You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. everyone and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your host, Lynn Markell. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. And I am a mess, a, a fuck up. I was trying to be polite and I, I mean, you I'm not. You just gave up halfway through. Yeah, you were like, I, nah. I mean, I'm not a fuck up. I just can't keep track of dates, apparently. It's hard to do sometimes. Um, so if you listened to last week's ad break, you might be somewhat surprised to hear episode, um, or, or have seen the notification or something. Surprise. Um, I messed up uh, in that I miscalculated when uh, we would have to go on our itty-bitty hiatus, and that won't be until next week. Yeah. yeah. So. So. Episode and, this week. Hi. No episode next week. We're and here. even then, we might still be able to squeak through. With something. With We're going to figure we'll, something we'll, out. We'll, we'll let you know. We we know approximately 1% more of what's going on with that situation than you guys do. So we'll let you know. Also. Um, also, time isn't real, so don't feel bad for not being able to keep track of dates. True. The Just, only reason I can keep track of dates is because when I have something I have to do, I'm like, okay. You're going to open up the calendar on your phone and you're going to put all the information in about this thing right this second because you will not do it later. Don't say you're going to do it later because you won't. So for any of you out here who are listening who have something you should write down, go do it right now because you won't later. On that note. (laughs) Anyway, Um, life pro tips. Just a little heads up as well. At the time that this episode goes live... You only have a couple hours left until the deadline for our dice giveaway. Yep, that's going to be ending at noon, 12 p.m. Uh, U.S. Central Time. Yes. If you are listening to this after noon, 12 p.m. U.S. Central Time, uh, we're deeply sorry. Timeline is up, and we're sorry. Oh, but- well, I was going to say you can go find out who won, on, or, yeah, I mean, who won on, on, on our Twitter. Yeah, yeah, also but that. you haven't... <laughs> Already entered the giveaway. Go to our Twitter. It's on the yeah. pinned tweet. Spot. Assuming you're listening to this pretty close after it comes out. Right. But regardless. Just wanted to give you that heads up. Yeah. So I finally managed to get my research done without it closing on me. Oh, God. That did happen. Yeah. That, that That's why our uh, stuff got a little messy. Yeah. So this We're episode was kind of, sort of suggested by Anthony. Not, yeah. like, directly. He had just made a post on Twitter about the UNT, and I looked into him and was hey. like, I'm going to do this, because this looks interesting. So that's what we're talking about. Yay! Also, I, say, I figured we would get to them one day. A side note on that. During my research, I figured out that this is going to end up being a two-parter, because there's more information than I thought. Beautiful. So, part one of the UNT is basically going to be the very early, like... First and second edition, and we have an ecology of yes. the UNT that we're going to go through. 
is. And we might touch a little bit more in third edition, and that's probably where we're going to end because we just won't have the time past that. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it happens. So but we have an ecology article, so that's exciting. The uh, just baseline UNT, this is the same throughout, like, all editions. Right, it's the, the unifying factor. Yep. Are serpent-like creatures... Uh, they can range from being like almost identical to humans to being almost completely snake-like. Beautiful. Huh. That's interesting. Um, they all have some sort of like serpent-ish feature of some sort. Even okay. the ones that look almost identical to humans, they generally will have something yeah. that will set them apart. apart if only just like a minor thing like their eyes are slitted. slitted. They have like the snake tongue. Maybe. Yeah, they would have like a forked tongue. Yeah, that was my first thought. They'll have scales somewhere. Some, yeah, like a patch of gotcha. Yeah, okay. Um, their colors usually range anywhere between just like some simple greens and browns. But they can also range to having the like elaborate like swirls and stripes and diamond patterns that you see Ooh. on snakes. <gasps> and there have also been some cases of blue and red colored scales and patterns that have also been seen. Oh, man. So they can be very pretty, but don't get me wrong. These things are horribly evil. Aww. Yay. Dang it. Yeah. So, in 1983, they were released in the Monster Manual 2 for first edition. Mm -hmm. And in this, it says that they are all devout demon worshippers. Cool. Love it. It labels them as degenerate and corrupt. Same. <laughs> okay. Um, the only sort of, like, where they came from part that we have from this edition is... Their blood became fouled through dark and unknown practices. Fouled. That's a, that's a word. That mm -hmm. is a word. Which caused them to produce monstrosities. I mean, that sounds like pretty run-of-the-mill demon stuff. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a, like a cursed bloodline kind of thing. Uh, kind of. There are three types of Yuan-Ti, and this is true for almost all editions. Almost. 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 <clears throat> you have purebloods, half-breeds, and abominations. Oh. And hmm. these are exactly in the opposite order of liked and disliked than you would think. Abominations are revered, I'm guessing? Yep. And purebloods I mean... are the weakest of them all and considered to be... Inferior? Inferior. In interesting. Okay. So purebloods are the ones that look almost identical to humans. Okay, yeah. So they're the one, and they're called purebloods because they originated from human. Yeah, And okay. then, like, when those ones that were fouled okay, produced, so it started producing these that makes more snake-like. Okay. I guess I was thinking pure blood in, in terms of like pure UNT. Right. And which would be like more, more snake. And that's why I felt the need to clarify, clarify that. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, it gives some more uh, examples of what exactly can set them apart, such as like scaly hands or like we said, a forked tongue, reptilian like eyes. Yeah. 
Sometimes their tongues will kind of like flicker in and out. I mean, of their mouth like I'm a just, snake does. I'm yeah. just, a, I'm just, they just like they blep a little bit. <laughs> they blep. <laughs> they blep. I like it. Uh, despite the fact that they are the most inferior of the Yuan-Ti, they are the ones that handle the affairs with the outside world. Probably because they're the most inferior. Yeah. And because they can pass as human 80% of the time. Ah. Yeah. Smart. So there's still a 20% chance for them to be discovered, but it's kind of hard to tell unless you like know what to look for. Yeah. That's fair. Or some some details are probably more obvious than others. Yeah. Uh, like scaly hands. You you may have a harder time hiding that than like a forked tongue. Yeah. yeah. You know, just don't open your mouth too much. Uh, half-breeds, I mean, as much as you would expect, are pretty much like an even mix between them. Between okay. like human and reptilian. Gotcha. They will always have a part of their body that is that of a snake. And it actually gives a chart to roll a D6 on. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know we love these charts. To create half-breeds. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, they can end with having a snake head, a torso that can bend and move like a snake's. The torso will end in a snake's tail rather than legs. Nice. Um, they can have snakes as arms. <laughs> Their body would be fully covered in scales. They would also have a snake tail also growing out of, like, their backside. Ideal. Which <laughs> I'm assuming would be kind of, like, where the tailbone is, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But for the most part, like, on that one, they would be all human except for this one, like, snake tail coming out of their ass, basically. <laughs> cool. I mean, at that point, that really is just, like, a tail. Yeah. I guess. But can you imagine, like, seeing something that has a snake head? And keep in mind, these things are medium-sized, like, humanoid-sized creatures. Right. Mm -hmm. A snake head, and the rest of it is human? Yeah, I can, because I just Googled them, and I saw some pictures. Yeah, or, you know... Smart-ass. I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of the, the portrayals of, like, Egyptian gods vibes. True. How they basically look like humans from the neck down, but they have, like, animal heads. Yeah. Or one that has, like, human head, human torso, and then snake arms and snake, like, okay. tail but, you know, of legs. You know what I think would be bad is, like, human head, snake everything else. Like, it's just a human face on the end of a snake. Yeah. I would not like that. I don't like that That is one. also a possibility, but those are possibilities for abominations. Ooh. Um, some... Abominations, which are good. Yes. yes. Okay. Some combinations of the half-breeds obviously would give them, like, different attacks. So one with a snake head would use that to bite. One with snake arms would use those to bite. One with, like, a snake tail might constrict. Constrict, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, past that, though, they can use any weapon a human can, as long as they have the capabilities. Right. Um, what if you just had, like, one of your snake hands, like, bite the sword? So, like, you yes. can't hold it, but you could just have your arm. Yeah, I was like, like I don't it. know if the snake arm could hold up the sword, but... I mean, there's some thick snakes out there. I mean, that's true. There's some, some thick boys in the jungle. <laughs> Abominations are the strongest of them all. And they are either just totally snake-like, or they only have the one human feature. Which okay. would be really any random one feature. They could have 
legs or just, just a, a head or like just, just an arm. No, they're just a snake with a human butt. <laughs> Except yes. in, so like instead of the, the human with essentially a tail that's like the back half of a snake, they're just a snake that just randomly, you know, smooth down and then just like just badonk. Butt. Oh my god. Um, to make it a little worse, any oh. Yuan tea with a human head can cast the following spells once per day. Oh boy. They can use Cause Fear, uh, Darkness within a 15 foot radius, mm-hmm. Snake Charm. Nice, nice. Uh, sticks to Snakes. <laughs> neutralize oh, that's, Poison. That's that one that. It literally the, turns a stick into yeah, snakes. Yeah, um, um, Prince of Egypt. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that one part in The Prince of Egypt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know the part. Yeah. yeah. Y'all know um, the part. They could use Suggestion or Polymorph Other. Oh. Hmm. That's... And all of those are once per day, so it's not like they're limited to just picking one. They can use all of those. Go, go fuck yourself. Evidently. Jeez. Yeah. Um, they You're... do have their own, like, spoken language, but they can also speak with any snake or snake-like creature. So, Naga or something similar. Or just, like, snake. Just a regular snake. Yeah. Just a regular snake. And if they have a human head, they can also speak common and chaotic. Because we're in first edition work. Oh, oh yeah. We're yeah. a language. So, they basically, they know a lot of slang and they say a lot of cusses. That's what chaotic is. <laughs> That's what chaotic is. Slang and cusses. I'd agree with that. Going on to second edition in 1989, they were introduced in the Monstrous Compendium, Volume 1. And this gives them a little bit more detailed of like their backstory, sort Mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, it literally just says that they are descendants of humans whose blood has been fouled instead of just saying that their blood has been fouled. Yeah, so it. So that one actually explains that they were once human, which is why they have. Humanoid features. Various features. This does note that they are highly intelligent and highly evil. Right. So they're just really intelligent creatures. Yeah. They're just real good at being evil. Yeah. Man. Why did, I, why did I think otherwise? I have no idea. Like, I got so sad earlier when you said that they're, like, highly evil. And I was like, oh, I don't know why I'm surprised. Um, abominations are now 50% of the time all snake. And otherwise, they will only have a single human feature, which they limit to either having a head or arms of oh. a human feature. Okay, can you imagine just, like, a snake that's just, like, jacked oh my god <laughs> like it, it it kind of like goes up into like that cobra pose but it has like arms yeah, it's a little frightening and they're yes. like and they're like super buff so they kind of you know how some people can't like put their arms all the way down because they're so buff yeah it's like a snake that would be them it's like standing there I, I like it. Um, they are also now large instead of medium sized because abominations are 10 feet long whereas I mean, that's... Oh, no, that's pretty long. Yeah, yeah. human or, wow, purebloods and half-breeds are roughly, like, probably five to seven. Yeah, like human. Right. Human-sized. Yeah. Uh, this clarifies that half-breeds and abominations completely disdain wearing human clothing or armor, whereas purebloods don't I, mind it at all. You, you, you kind of have <clears throat> to if that's what you're... Like, if you're if you're the, the ones associating with the outside world, like... You can't just stroll up 
naked. Yeah. You know, with your... Never mind. Never mind. This part, I'm not quite sure why they decided to include this, but... It's whatever, I guess. Uh, Yuan-Ti do not give off an odor that humans can detect. Animals, however, can detect a dry, musty smell coming off of them. Presumably so that, you know, you could um, detect, like, you could still have a chance to... Oh, yeah, that could be... Like, them. Yeah. Well, and and also that could be a factor in maybe discovering that, like, a pure-blood Yuan-Ti is a Yuan-Ti and not a person. True. Because it's, like, it's weird how they don't ever smell. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't think about that one. That- you know, like, we've we've been out in this, like, hot environment, and they're not sweating, and they don't smell bad. What's up with that? That, that That's a fair point. Um, they prefer, instead of, like, direct confrontation, they prefer planning elaborate traps before combat if they know it's coming. Or to plan ambushes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, they just don't... They would rather be able to get the jump on you rather than just fighting you head on. Yeah, I mean, and that makes sense with the kind of cultural... Yeah, and the kind of cultural vibe association with snakes being, like, sneaky. Sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, realistically, they're just little babies. Snakes are my favorite animals, guys. That's why I'm sad that the (laughs) Yuan-Ti are evil. It's okay. Um, when they are in a mixed group, the fighting order for them is always least valuable and least powerful attack first. Yeah. So purebloods would go before the half-breeds, the half-breeds would go before the abominations, and Fair. there's usually, like, one abomination that is commanding the rest of them. Yeah, that, that makes sense, given there. Even though, like, objectively, it sounds like based on their abilities, the abominations are probably the most... Or threatening. Yeah, and well, threatening force. I mean, and it might be one of those things, like, it's more of a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah, protect. I'm saying, yeah, that makes sense with their with their yeah. culture and the way they regard those different types. Yeah. For a bit more clarification, purebloods have six hit dice, halfbreeds have seven or eight, and abominations have nine. Okay. And they have the FACO scores... Uh, 15, 13, and 11, respectively. I should have worn my Thacko's Wacko shirt today. <laughs> I mean, like, Which, that, I mean, I would say that that makes a little bit of sense, but the only sense it makes to me is that larger numbers are worse. <laughs> Which is, that, that makes sense. That yeah, it would scale like, that way. Yeah. I was I gonna mean, say, with my understanding of it, that means that, like, isn't... purebloods and halfbreeds are fairly easy isn't to hit. 11 still not very good though yeah it's yeah. still pretty high like, but abominations are also like bigger so bigger target yeah but i'm going to assume that they have something to make more up for it. natural armor yeah like so, they might have more and they might have more hp yeah, yeah. their score i don't is know lower. i don't know guys <laughs> i don't know what if we made it backwards <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is how it started. So technically, we made it backwards after we made it forwards. Well, no, mm, yeah, no. I mean, you're right, but also when when they were like figuring it out, they're like, okay, what if instead of ascending, we went descending? They were like, that's genius. Anyway. I'm sorry. It was a weird time. As far as like where they live, they prefer placing their homes in like old ruins that are far from humans. Nice. 
Um, but Ignorant. apparently there have been cases where their civilizations were built like directly underneath like human cities. Interesting. That's um like it's not quite um like lizard people, but like rep- a little lizard. It yeah, is like reptilian vibes. Re- reptilian humanoids living underneath like human societies feels a little loaded. <laughs> a little lizard people. I'm just pointing that out because I know somebody else will if I don't. In place of stairs, they have ramps and poles. <gasps> they just slither up the pole. <gasps> they, oh! they will either slither up the pole or just kind of like slither up the ramps. Aw, that's so cute. <clears throat> Lou and his die. Lou and his die. <laughs> um, abominations are the ones that rule over the Yuan-Ti and are like the leaders of the specific temple. But right. then they have a high priest who is a abomination with a human head that rules over everybody. Okay. Oh, so, so like abominations are basically like top class, but then mm-hmm. you have the high priest that rules over them and then everyone else below the abominations. Okay, gotcha. So there was some ecology that was given in this particular book that basically just said a cult of humans like Ages ago, worshipped a reptilian elder god. They ended up receiving a blessing, in quotation marks, from their Mm -hmm. dark lord. And the blessing, which I feel like was more of a curse, was basically that all of their offspring were part snake after they received this blessing. I mean, I don't see what's so bad about that. Well, since then, the breeding line has become so polluted and mixed, which is what caused the three different types Types. of Yuan-T. Because there wasn't like a specific formula for, I guess, what their offspring were going to be part snake. So they just kind of were random and then like they would breed with other randoms and then that would cause more like... Random mutations. mutations. And I mean, that seems like... That seems like a horror show to me, because, like, if you're just a human and suddenly you birth out a fucking baby that is part snake. It would be very much uh, King Minos of the Minotaur. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the the, the thing is, is that I think you, in in my opinion, like, it, it... it's probably very much still viewed as a blessing to them. Oh yeah, probably. Like I mean, it's, to it's them, yeah. yeah, but like you know, but like maybe at the time it wasn't. Yeah, and it's it's. I think it's it's reflective. Like that's supposed to be reflective of what everybody else thinks. True. You know what I mean? Which is why their highest tier is called like abominations. You know, yeah. I'm just saying. I wouldn't be upset if I had a snake baby. Well, I I would be upset. Uh, You know, no, I would be, but not because of the snake part. (laughs) Because you had a baby? Because I I would be like, how did you get here? (laughs) What the fuck? I didn't want you in the first place. You're part snake, that's kind of cool, but anyway. They are strictly carnivorous with a special taste for birds and human flesh. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, the the, birds caught me off guard. Well, the, the carnivorous part makes sense. Yeah. Um, they are, however, like, intelligent enough to never overhunt in whatever area they're in. Smart. Oh. And they will also, like, keep 
it said warm blooded animals as like herds mm-hmm. for food and livestock. So like they're they, they're farmers. Yeah. They're just evil. They're just evil. That's fine. <clears throat> I mean, you know what? I I appreciate I appreciate what I what I see as like accurately like lawful evil interpretations. Yeah? I don't know if they're considered lawful evil later, but the mm, as far as I'm aware, they are always considered chaotic evil. Okay. No, oh, well, anyway, at least they <laughs> at least they care about the environment kind of. I mean, well, not they they don't care about the environment. They care about not starving to death. You know what? That's smart of them. Hey, though. you know what? That's better than some people in terms of like our modern world. Yeah, as I say, they know and care more about the environment than some humans do. So, you know, good on them. Fair. So now we get to jump to the ecology of the yes! world. Yes. Which comes out of Dragon Magazine issue 151 from 1989. Now, this particular ecology of was not written as like a Story? Story. Mm -hmm. Or if it was, the formatting of it was not very good. Very, like, great to show that. Mm -hmm. But it starts off with a entry that was taken from the memoirs of Hirokito Toshuba, who was a samurai of the Imperial Staff. Cool. Which was an account of him running into a half-breed. Okay. Says, It rose out of the muck before me in the manner of a huge snake readying its strike. Six or seven feet long, it had the lower body and head of a serpent. Green scales, wet and glittering in the dim sunlight. A muddied yellow belly and red eyes that stared with malevolence. But what choked me with revulsion was the human torso and arms between the snake head and tail. My courage wavered. Then I saw that wrapped tightly around the thing's waist was a belt from which hung the Daisho, the katana and wakasashi, in mockery of the status of the samurai. The sight of such a disgrace ripped me from my trance. I drew my grandfather's katana from my hip with a shout. Not even devils themselves could have stopped me then, for I would not allow the rank of samurai to be worn by such as this. Damn. Nice. But also, like... Actual Yuanti samurai? That'd be pretty cool. Now, I don't know if he uh, survived or not. Well, yeah. I guess survived long after that fight, because clearly he survived long enough to write it. Yeah. But it kind of doesn't mention him after that, so... How? I don't know if, <laughs> He's fine. Like, he got badly wounded and still killed it and, like, wrote his memoirs when he was dying or what. He's probably I'm fine. just going to assume that he survived everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd probably just like turn that, uh, you know, turn that account over to like the Monster Hunter Guild or something. Is that what they're called? Uh, yes. Shit, I don't remember now. <laughs> the the uh, the Drelux and Co. The other people from all the other ecology articles. Yeah. But he just yeah, like yeah. turned this account into them and then like retired with all of his like Ronin and palaces and stuff. You know, you know? after seeing something like Riches. that, I would probably retire too. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I've seen it all. I would, I'm done. I would retire with it. I would be like, hey, do you want to get married? I don't. And then know retire if together? I would be okay with that because you're a person. Remember, they revile humans. Yeah, they oh. absolutely would not be okay with that. They hate humans. I mean, for reasons that will soon become oh, evident. evident. Okay. Well, 
You tried. I'll try. I, I tried. You should. You 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 definitely made your shot. Always, I always shoot my shot with. There we go. I, I can't with, say it very well with Sneeple. The snake people. Jesus. For those of you who are uncultured. And we're going to take our break. <laughs> After that, we're we're going to take a break before we figure out why precisely they hate humans so much. Yes. And you know what? I'm going to make a guess. It's justified. Humans are awful. Humans are awful. At least in the world of D&D. We'll find out. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Yuan-Ti. Yeah. Part one. Part Yeah. Yeah. Part, we, part we, one of, of two or? Probably only two. Oh, okay. Hopefully only two. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll find out, I guess. Just going to take our quick little ad break here, throw it all in there. Uh, first thing is, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, our dice giveaway comes to an end in like three or four hours. Depending on when you're depending on when you're listening to this, from the time that this is posted. From the yeah. time it's 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 posted, it's five. But yeah. so you know. uh, September first at noon. U.S. standard U.S. Um, Central time, not yeah. standard time. We don't have one. I may I may have said standard time earlier. I'm sorry. I'm a, it's, I'm a, it's okay. I'm a dumb American. For U.S. Central time is when this ends. So if you haven't already, go to our Twitter profile. The pen tweet is there. Like it and retweet it to enter twice. Yeah, each and, counts as an entry. Yeah, and you know if you weren't interested before, like. We do have a surprise. If yeah. you forgot about the surprise. There is a surprise in yeah. there. Um, and if it is too late, you can go see who won. Yeah. And this is all for our affiliate partnership that we still have going with Metallic Dice Games. You can go to their website, which is metallicdicegames.com, and buy whatever you wish from their site. Yeah. Dice, dice trays. The mini, giveaway dice, if, dice. You're, if you're sad that you didn't win them, <laughs> you can just buy them. And uh, at checkout, just use the code Dungeonpedia, all one word, for 10% off your entire order. Uh, we also have our Patreon if you would like to support us directly. It is Dungeonpedia, and there is a $5 tier that you can subscribe to if you want to read our notes. And there are things in, pro- in the works for more subscriber con- content. Subscriber, is that the right word? Patron. There we go. Patron, Patron. yeah. <laughs> Patron content. It's in the works. Um, we'll let you know as soon as it's uh, ready and available, but we, we've been tossing around some ideas, and hopefully we'll get it going soon. We are trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of trying to figure things out, uh, you can visit our um, actual play podcast's Twitter, at ProjectileCast, for future updates regarding when we will start posting again. That's still a bit tricky and we're still working on that but we're getting there as well yeah. you can uh follow us for dungeonpedia content on twitter and instagram at dungeonpedia um we have information about that giveaway last minute information if you want some and also lots of fun stuff uh yeah. you, you can also email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com uh for uh questions corrections episode suggestions and also i would say on the note of what we said earlier if you guys have any suggestions for things that you might want to see as content, bonus content on Patreon, Absolutely. we would accept those suggestions. Because, yes. like we said, we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> Basically, we're just kind of running into a situation of 
is what we want to do? Is that going to be maybe not like illegal, but like, would it be rude? <laughs> maybe not illegal, but would it be rude? I still don't think it would be rude, but eh, we'll look at that later. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Does that pique your interest? Uh, subscribe wherever. <laughs> yeah, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to get notifications whenever our episodes go live. Uh, that way, you don't have to rely on just our Twitter updates because those tend to go out during the peak hour, so we can get all that good you engagement. Know, engagement. Yeah. Uh, on those apps, there's usually like a ability to rate us or review us. If you would do that, we would really appreciate it. And as always, the most helpful thing you can do to help us out is spread the word. Tell your yes. friends who like snakes. Tell yeah, your snake peoples. Never mind, that's a spoiler. Yeah, don't worry about that one. <laughs> uh, thank you to Alexander Nakarada for our theme song, Blacksmith. It is not a spoiler, though that will be at the end of the episode. And the beginning. And the beginning. Because it always is, because it's a really good song. Yeah. And with that, get back to the podcast. Yes. Back to the Sneeple. All right. What... Probably just what for happened? reason do they hate humans for? Uh, well, let's see. First of all, uh, we'll get there, but Aww. this article, <laughs> you did get clickbaited. <laughs> the article actually says that the UNT can be used in like Occidental campaigns, but that they tend to fit better with the Oriental settings. Oh, yeah. Hence okay. the mm-hmm. like samurai and yeah, whatnot. It, that was just a little like. Mm-hmm. Footnote, basically, that it mentioned. Also, while we're <clears throat> while we're on the topic, while I was thinking about like, you know, when when uh, like a D and D race has an association with like a real life animal, mm-hmm. you know, I like to think about all the variations of like characters you could have based on different types. Mm-hmm. And since we're mentioning like them being in like an Eastern setting, I'm just imagining a UNT that's one of those really fat Japanese adders. <laughs> Like I need yes. that in real life. <laughs> like a like a um, I forget. There's like a there's like a Japanese demon that's an adder. He's like an alcoholic. And anyway, but I just want a UNT. This one was really fat Japanese adders. Carrying on. That would be uh, pretty cool. So when mankind first took its step into the world, there came a monstrous corruption known as. <sighs> Okay, I'm glad they actually gave me a pronunciation for this because oh there's boy. no fucking way in hell I would have been able to pronounce <laughs> but, it prior. Yeah, but you still have to inhale yep. and like prepare yourself. Yep. Shikthrokpast. Sure. Shikthrokpast. Yeah. It's a snake name. Snake change. Yep. yep. It's uh, a snake change. Snake. He was once a god and now he is just a shadow of his former self. Sad. He was driven to both ultimate power and ultimate madness in an insane attempt to become one with the abyssal plane that he ruled over. Great. Great. So um, I have more about him at the end of this just because they gave more detail of his exact Mm -hmm. issues. Yeah. Uh, What was his name again, Travis? Uh, Shik Therokpast. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Shik Hydro. <laughs> Stupid. <Not> so. <laughs> it took me a minute, not, not sponsored. Not sponsored, by the way. Chic Hydro. Chic. I'm going to call him oh, Chic. Okay. okay. Like the- See, I, could, I didn't even get until just now, so. 
<laughs> oh, it's okay. I hate myself. Shake. So, anyway, we'll uh, talk about shake later. As with all human races in pretty much any setting ever, mm-hmm. there were evil men that were hungry for power and dominion over others. What? No. No, no way. What? Uh-uh. Yeah. That could never happen. And uh, they turned to worshiping this dark force. Even though he wasn't even a god anymore. He was a god at this point. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Gotcha. He was a god during the beginning stages of all this. Gotcha. Um, While worshipping him, these men were instructed to gain the venom of the Ophidian, which Ophidian are basically just like snake men that have human-like arms and hands, but the rest of them is just a snake. Hmm. And they existed prior to the Yuan-Ti. Isn't that the, um... Uh... The other Zodiac. What? Yeah. The 13th Zodiac. Oh. Oh, Ophiuchus is his name. I I didn't. Oh, he's this. Okay. I think that is the. Probably the inspiration. Yeah. Because he's he's portrayed with a snake. Oh. So that might be the inspiration. (laughs) Probably. Anyway, that's not a real Zodiac sign. I'm still a Cancer. (laughs) Moving on. So they were instructed to gather the venom of the Ophidian, which their venom has a lycanthrope-like affliction. Ooh. Okay. Where snake, after eight snake. to sixteen days of like being bit by an Ophidian, it will turn a creature into an Ophidian if it was human or humanoid. Where snake? Where snake? Where snake? Or kill it otherwise. Mm. Where snake? Where snake? And it's not a where snake because they can't transform back and forth. They oh. just get turned into. Oh, okay. Hence why it's a lycanthrope-like, not just a lycanthrope affliction. Just, but also, wear snake. <laughs> uh, the venom, when distilled and mixed with other ingredients and then consecrated to their deity, became what is known as the black broth. Hmm. And there is an actual list of the ingredients and the steps in which to prepare the black broth that I will get to at the end of all this as well. Well, I know what I'm making tonight. <laughs> so the first worshippers that uh, mixed and drank the black broth transformed into what is called the Histachi, which are basically just like the progenitors of the Yuanti race. Okay. So, so um, Histachi were ugly as hell, <laughs> basically. That's um, mean. Yeah, it's mean, but it's true. Because they are hairless, uh, their bodies became emaciated, and it was mostly just like oh. skin and bones with like the skin like wrapped tight against. And they're also their like bones. They have tough gray or yellow skin that is also scaly, and they smell of rotting meat. Delicious. <clears throat> their eyes are bloodshot with forked tongues that continually dart in and out of their mouths. Dull yellow teeth that are like tiny little hooks and also razor sharp. And their fingernails are like these long black and twisted like claws that kind of resemble claws of a lizard. And there's something wrong with their butts. They got a little tail. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with them. They're ugly as hell. See, that I feel like... The, like, Nagas and some of the maybe interpretations of, like, half-breed Yuantis are kind of, like, 
the good, attractive interpretation of a snake-human hybrid. And this is, like, the bad. Like, if you took the worst qualities of both and put it together yeah. into something that's just butt-ugly. You were like, they're kind of, you were like, they're ugly. And I'm like, surely they're not that bad when oh, I no, Googled they it. They're pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah. Um, any mating between the three types creates only abominations. Hmm. So, in order to maintain their full, like, bloodline, here's basically how it works. Pureblood Yuan-Ti are created in matings of Histachi with other Histachi, and the mating of Histachi with any true Yuan-Ti produces half-breeds. I feel bad for the <laughs> Yuan-Ti that has to fuck one of those things. Yeah, me too. See, I was like, you said mating, and I got excited. Not that kind of excited. Um, but then I realized that those guys were part of the process, and now I'm just, like, grossed yeah. out. Ugh. And so... Uh, Are they intelligent? The Histachi? Yeah. No. Oh! No, not So not it really, really is... They're kind of just, like gibbering, drooling messes that like, are basically like considered guards. Uh, because they guard the... So it's like breeding. It's like straight breeding. It is straight breeding. Yeah. It's not even like enforced, They're, like creepy population control. It really is just like straight breeding. They're oh. used as breeding and, and warm bodies. More I guess they're not warm bodies, but you know... <laughs> Yeah. Ugh, that's so gross. I hate that. So with this being the case, the Yuan-Ti needed to have a constant supply of humans in order to sustain their race because they would turn humans into Histachi, Histachi. from the Black Broth. Right. And Histachi are needed to create the other two types of Yuan-Ti. I'm not going to like where this is going. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, I think I know where this is going and I don't like it. So they have a gestation period of about 60 months. 60? Yes. Six zero. Okay. Six zero. Gotcha. Uh, where 30% of the resulting creatures are so deformed that they die shortly after birth. Lovely. Uh -huh. Which gives them a very low growth rate. Okay. But this is offset by their extremely long lifespans. Okay. I mean, fair, All right. Yeah. So there's not not necessarily a lot of them being born, but there's also not necessarily a lot of them dying. Pretty right. much. Uh, pure bloods can live up to two thousand years. Oh. Half breeds up to four thousand, and abominations up to six thousand years. That's a very long time. That is a very very long. Time. I was expecting a few hundred. No. For each of those, like you said, two, and I was like, okay, two hundred. No, tack another zero on there. Nope. Two, four, and six thousand years. No, thank you. Yeah, you know, so now, now a 60-month gestation does not sound unreasonable. Yeah. In fact, I think it should be longer. <laughs> Just leave them cooking in there for longer. So we don't need more of these things. The reason that they pretty much hate humans, well, completely hate humans, is basically what follows here. They once held a great empire that spanned much of the southern jungles of Karatur, mm -hmm. which I didn't look into, but I'm assuming is a place somewhere in like the Oriental <laughs> Adventures campaign Probably. setting. It sounds... I've seen it before. I've seen that name before. Uh, they do have a monstrous compendium of the Karatur. Karatur, however it's pronounced. Carrot. Anyway. Carrot. 
They, yeah, no, I've I've seen that before. They uh, held this sure. empire before the fall of Shiktharic Pest. That guy? That Shiktharic Pest, whatever. Um, that guy. Because when he was doing all of his scheming to become one with his abyssal realm, he was reduced to the operational level of a major demon. <laughs> which... <laughs> Basically meant that all of his clerics, who were humans because it specified Yuan-Ti cannot be any class, found themselves without spell abilities <laughs> and were now unable to make the black broth. Hmm. Uh-oh, spaghetti Mistakes were made. Uh-oh. So um, they lost the ability to create their black broth and the ability to basically reproduce anything other than abominations. Once their hisachi that they had would die or whatever, right? Yeah. So naturally, when people found out about this, they took advantage of it and destroyed their entire empire, almost to the point of total extinction of the Yuanti race. A few of them managed to escape and survive, mm-hmm. right? But that's why they hate the humans because they destroyed their empire and damn near their entire race. I mean. But also, they were probably, like, stealing people. Oh, no, they definitely were. Yeah, they, so, like... Like, it's not... You know, like, I get... This is, like, the... I get why they would be mad about it. Yeah. But also, like... It was bad. But, it like, was just all bad. assholes. Yeah. yeah. It was just, like, all bad. <laughs> ESH, everyone sucks here. So, the few that did remain, they turned to various other, like, evil beings from the Abyss trying to find any sort of power that could successfully like offer the power they needed to create the black broth, but none of them could. No matter what deity or entity they turned to, their power was not enough to create this black broth. Okay. So they were kind of just stuck with abominations if that's what they wanted, but they kept basically population control over abominations. Right. Yeah, and like that makes that makes sense for kind of how how they felt about it because it's like, you know, you can't have a ladder that's all upper rungs. Like you need in, the lower. in, in, in their in their minds. I'm not right. saying that this is an ideology I agree with, but you know, like they need the half breeds to do this and this and this, and they right. need you know the and pure blood. Really did need it because their yeah. whole goal was basically world domination at some point. So they right. needed different people to do different things. Yeah, they needed the intelligence levels and the like stealth levels of the pure bloods to go into human societies and yeah whatnot. So they had to find a way to reproduce these, otherwise they were screwed. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, they did discover what basically was their salvation. Oh boy. There's a specific time when the stars and planets are in a specific alignment that allows the conjunction of Shiktherapast's plane with the prime material plane. Very briefly, this allows them to conjure up enough power needed to consecrate the mixture to create the black broth. Okay. The downside of this is this specific alignment only happens once a millennium. Mmm. So I'm seeing the issue here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they found a way to do it. It's just now it's every like thousand years that they're able to reproduce, reproduce, which thankfully for them, you know, they live at least 2000 years. Yeah, but it's still bad. 
for them. <laughs> for, for them. Yeah. Um, they're, it kind of like jumped for a second to just describe like their temples and everything, which were usually like huge basalt edifices that had no windows and only one entrance. Mm-hmm. The walls were usually carved with revolting scenes involving Yuanti humans and unspeakable creatures from the outer planes. And so they were probably their... awesome. Just saying. No, I mean, possibly. One of their favorite pastimes was the torture of helpless subjects. Oh, that's not awesome. Yeah. Man! Um, they also would sometimes enslave humans rather than just transforming them. them but oh, gotcha. when they did, the slaves would usually be crippled or maimed. Oh my god. So they couldn't get away or fight back. Well, or... then, then what do you... You don't want to know what they keep them for. Yeah, no, see, I said that, and then I thought about it some more. Yeah. Man, why do the Sneeple gotta be evil? And uh, they only have one holy day, which is called the Night of Venom, which I'm assuming you can imagine what that is. That's when they go to the movies (laughs) and they watch the 2018 film. No. Uh, no, that is the one time every 1,000 years that they can create the Black Broth. Yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. And about a year before the night, mm-hmm. uh, the auntie will start creating as much Black Broth as possible while also raiding settlements to kidnap victims for the rights to transform them into Histachi. Okay, so it's like they can make it outside of that period but it can only be consecrated right. in that period. Okay. So it's like they can make the like base they can make the structure of it let's say but basically it has to be like almost enchanted or purified. It has to be consecrated. Yeah. From the powers of what's his nuts? Shik. Yeah. Uh yeah. the shit guy. The shit guy. Mhm. To Shik. transform them into the Histachi, which is another reason why no other deity or entity could help them because if they consecrated it under them, it wasn't transforming them into snake people. Snake people. It could make them into something else. Which it would usually just kill them. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. That yeah, is true. like the Black Broth would part. be deadly to anyone, and then if it's consecrated under somebody else, say Shikverapast, uh, then they yeah. can transform. Oh, gotcha. Alright, alright. And anywhere between 20 to 200 Histachi are created by a single group of Yuan-Ti on the Night of Venom. Okay. Depending so, on, like, the size of the group and... It could be more, but it isn't just, like, 200 every thousand every, years. Just, yeah. It could be it could be variable because there's... It's not like it's a centralized... It doesn't sound like it's, like, a centralized... It sounds like there's pockets of Yuan-Ti communities. Yes, they don't have gotcha. a single... Like, Empire anymore. They're just kind of pocketed randomly Mm -hmm. throughout. I do love this because it gave, like, the duties of the ruling abominations, Mm -hmm. which consists of settling disputes, overseeing the protection of the community, and regulating the activities of the purebloods in the human world. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of cool, I guess, to me. I don't know, that they decided to 
list out the duties of the ruling abomination. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that is pretty like, cool. To me, you hear abomination, you think like mindless, shambling pile of meat, basically. Yeah. But abominations are still incredibly intelligent in this particular yeah. race. And yeah. they also like do things. Yeah. They're not just, you know, yeah. it's not just like a figurehead or they're not just at the top because it's like, well, I mean, they are just at the top because they think they're better than everybody else, but they actually do something. It's not just, sneaky. yeah, it's not just like, oh, I'm the king. I can do whatever I want. I'm just going to fuck around. Yeah. yeah. You know, they actually do things. Now, in order for them to not reduce their numbers any further, physical combat between like themselves is very rare. Mm-hmm. Right. So in order to settle many of the disputes, they do weaponless combat that can easily be stopped just shortly before fatality. <laughs> <laughs> so they still let you beat the fuck out of somebody else yes. within an inch of death, but then they stop. But you. then they'll stop you and be like, okay, you win. Now we have to heal this motherfucker. Because <laughs> we got too few people. <laughs> oh, man. See, okay, I was really hoping that there were going to be like... It was going to be like a non-combat thing, and there were going to be like snake lawyers. Oh my god. Snake lawyers. Yes. yes. <laughs> I like the idea of snake lawyers now. Oh, so, it's just in their little suits. <laughs> Ophidians are found like 70% of the time in any Yuan-Ti community. Mm-hmm. And okay. Ophidians are mostly just slaves. Aww. Used yeah. for their venom. To make the black broth, and that's pretty much it. Man. I say pretty much because there are some Yuan-Ti that will use the Athenia, oh wow, the Athidian venom in traps. Oh, okay. Nothing exciting. Don't worry. They're not treated well. No. No, I, man, I keep like looking for a glimmer. Also, for some reason that time, I thought you were going to say like drugs, like they injected in themselves and get high. I don't know why that's where my mind went. My mind I also like it, though. My mind also went to like a love story between I, like a Yuanti and an Ophidian. Uh, the mindless part kind of ruins it. The are the Ophidians? I thought it was the Hastachi. The Hastachi oh, are right. Mindless. Sorry, yeah. I never are mind. Mostly mindless. No, like a just like a you know uh, a forbidden love story. Yeah, yeah, a forbidden love story with a strong anti-establishment uh, theme. Ophidians, I believe, are actually. Not Probably like pretty terribly intelligent, but not like you. Not like right. I'm just really bad at remembering stuff sometimes. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's those damn fantasy names. But I did look it up. Ophidian is actually not just um, Ophiuchus. Apparently, it's like the genus of the progenitor of the modern snake. Oh, so, that's before, pretty cool. Before anyone wants to tell me that, I, I googled nice. it. And I know. <laughs> I mean, and I mean no offense, and there people could probably prove me wrong, and I'm only saying this because of how well I know you. You might be one of the few people who actually is that passionate to look it up. Yeah, that's true. I love snakes. I know. <laughs> also, the word did sound familiar, and not just because of the the Zodiac, Ophiuchus, whatever his name is. The snake, the snake guy. guy. The snake guy. So, uh, speaking of the snake guy... <laughs> Oh. That brings us to Shikthek uh, Pasts. I feel past. like you've I feel like you've pronounced that a different way every time. It, I'm pretty sure I do. Like I support you, but and I wouldn't be doing any better. But it's important to note. <laughs> so he was once a 
lesser demon that rolled the 111th plane of the abyss. Nice. Nice. Um, he wasn't satisfied with only being a god. As demons would be. Yeah. Even though, like, you know, he became a god because yeah. he created this Yuan-Ti race. And... He became a lesser god. <laughs> Yeah, a point there. Yeah. yeah, and like he's a demon. We've discussed demons' issues with everything, everything, but particularly ambition. Yeah. So he devised a plan to gain ultimate power. He wanted to literally merge his life essence with the plane that he ruled and become, in effect, a living dimension. Why? Because he's <sighs> fucking insane. I mean, that's fair. Well, he it's wasn't just... insane. <sighs> He is now. Oh, okay. All right. Because his plan destroyed him by giving him what he wanted. I mean, He yeah. actually successfully merged with the plane of the abyss. But in the process, all but a very minute portion of his psyche went insane. Wow. Shocker. I think I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Why? Like, I just don't, like, I just don't. There's a missing link somewhere for me that's like, <laughs> ultimate power, turn myself into a dimension. There's like a missing step somewhere in there that I just don't, I just don't get. There's no clue. Um, he was like insane before. He was just a stable, functional kind of insane. But now he's more or less like just an unstable insanity. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like cool. Now there's like people can walk on you. Technically, you know, your your body and your mind is like part of a landscape. Why did you want that? Well, that? there anyway. is a little bit more that he can do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Basically, he uses what little of his mind that he has left to form his physical manifestation, which I didn't write it all down. But if I remember correctly, pretty much said that he blinks in and out of realities randomly oh, cool. and almost out of his control. Oh. Almost out of his control. Like, he could be there for, like, one round, and then suddenly he'll blink out and be somewhere else. Oh. In, like, a different realm or reality or dimension or what have you. That's kind of cool. <clears throat> yeah. His manifestation is a 60-foot-long winged ebony serpent. <laughs> which Lewis was happy. also really fucking cool. That sounds so awesome. <clears throat> And his home plane is now known as the Mind of Evil. Ooh. And the only activity there is a chaotic whirling of an intelligent, insane plane. Because it is him. Anyone Congrats. that, like, gets transported there is under his complete and total mercy. And he can do whatever he wants to that realm. He can create and destroy anything he wants because he is the realm. And it said their odds of success are minimal at best because he will kill you. I mean, right. okay, that's like, okay, I was, I was talking shit earlier, but. No, like, I'm still going to talk shit. Like, that's still stupid. Oh, he's also immortal now? I mean, okay, yeah, that, 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 sounds, that, that, that makes it make a little more sense. Because in order to kill him, you would have to destroy the entire 111th plane of the abyss. Which, as we can recall from uh, 
one of my demon episodes. Um, it's more complicated than well, the the it's abyss doesn't. Well, the abyss doesn't like it when you do that. Yeah, yeah, like the the abyss itself is reactive. It's not just like this is just a pocket dimension where somebody happens to live and rule over. Like the abyss yeah. itself is kind of alive and reactive. Yeah. yeah. And that's not nearly as simple as just killing someone. And now it's, in this particular plane, it's even more, like, intelligent and reactive because yeah. it's just alive with... This person. This person, this demon mm-hmm. that was once a god. It's just, it, it it's insane. It is. Basically. Yeah. I mean, literally. <clears throat> literally is. also insane, but, like, insane also. Yeah. All right, so the last little bit that we will get to <laughs> is the black broth and the procedure in which they create it. Oh, tell this me how to make a this. wild ass ride. I'm yes. just saying. So it is time for cooking with Travis, black <laughs> okay. broth edition. Oh, so the ingredients you will need are the venom of an ophidian. Okay. The eggs of an amphisbaina. Amphis- oh, um, Amphisbaina? Amphisbaimas uh, are um, a wyverns, a type of wyvern, I think. Are they? Uh, probably? Uh, oh, no, uh, it's a two-headed snake person. Not person. They might be people. I don't know how intelligent they are. Oops. Yeah, no, it's, a two- it's a two-headed... Uh, their intelligence is six. So okay, nope. Not terribly intelligent, but yes, they are two-headed snake creatures, basically. And I'm still not sure how to pronounce that, but you need one of their eggs. Mm-hmm. Where does it come from? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> because it's not like two-headed in the sense of like two heads on one end. It's, a head it's on like a cat end. dog, but it's a snake snake. Snake snake. Maybe I, they just have like mm-hmm. that little... Ugh. Lewin's uh, having a moment. I'm I'm just hmm. But you need twelve drops of Yuan tea blood, twelve okay. drops of human blood, petals and seeds of a withered sunflower, the eyes of one hundred normal dragonflies. Okay. Powdered bloodstone. Okay. Uh, not less than two hundred and fifty gold worth of it though. So you need to make That's sure you have it. at least two hundred and fifty gold worth of powdered bloodstone. Okay a potion of human control, and a quantity of peat and human hair. Okay. So um, that's what you need for this. I feel like the <clears throat> the dragonfly eyes are probably the hardest thing to get, but... Uh, I would say you're probably right. Everything else, I mean... You would you would have access to if you were a Yuanti trying to do this. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't make it yourself, store-bought is fine. Yeah. Also, if you're buying 100 dragonfly eyes... From someone, you should probably question why they're selling them. Yeah. Well, I don't know. The store bot usually skimps on the bloodstone, so be careful. <laughs> so uh, the procedure in which to make this is first, you need a fire pit that is dug and fill it with the peat. Okay. The human hair, you then wrap around a stick, light it, and lay it on the peat. Mm-hmm. A sticks to snakes spell is then cast to turn the stick into a snake. While it's on fire. Which on fire. should then writhe while burning through the peat and sets the peat on fire. Okay. And then over this fire that has been created by the snake, the aphidian venom needs to be distilled into a syrupy black liquid 
While another container, you can go ahead and set the distilled venom aside. You need to line this container with the sunflower petals and seeds, which you then uh, need to coat with the contents of the amphisbane, amphisbana egg. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to do this, though, you need to crush the egg in your hand and lightly spread it over the petals and seeds. Don't lightly. just throw it in there like willy-nilly. You just oh, okay. lightly, gingerly spread it over. Try to get a good even coating. Uh-huh. Hey, how good you were at this. Uh, you then need to take the powdered gemstone, in this case, the powdered bloodstone, and throw that into the mixture of the petals and seeds. Mm-hmm. And egg nastiness. Egg stuff. Uh, the dragonfly eggs you then add to the boiling venom. Okay. So don't add the dragonfly eggs to the sunflower mixture. Add those to the boiling venom. That's very important. If you do it wrong, it will kill you. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to avoid death. <laughs> um, As many do. So after you... Uh, Mix the eyes in and make sure that they get nice and mixed into this lovely distilled syrup. Mm-hmm. Lovely. You then pour all of that substance, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> into the other container with the sunflower and the egg and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as you do this, you need to add the blood drop by drop. And this is very important, alternating the types with each drop. So you have to do human and then you want tea and then human and then you want tea. 12 drops, alternating back and forth. Okay. And obviously you need someone who is proficient with magic because you have to cast a polymorph other spell onto the entire mixture as soon as you get the blood mixed in. Mm -hmm. Finally, and this you might have to pay someone, you need a priest, preferably a high priest, to imbibe the potion of human control and perform the blessing, which will then consecrate the entire mixture and your black broth is now complete. So you don't put the you don't even put the um the potion of human control in the thing. Nope. Uh the priest has to drink that in order to consecrate it, the mixture to mm-hmm. control. Now, so does the polymorph other spell does that also include the poor snake that's probably burned to death by now or uh is it no. just like the cauldron? Okay. Yeah, gotcha. you just cast that on the okay. mixture. You don't have to worry about the peat that's still on fire and whatnot. From the poor snake that you brought into existence from a stick. And only to listen. Potion making can be immediately set on fire. A little bit heart. cruel sometimes. Listen, no, I, I only, <laughs> I only buy cruelty free potions. <laughs> okay, listen, that's something I would say. That was the thing. So uh, the black broth is completed. Now all you have to do is put it into little vials and serve it to your willing or, in most cases, no, definitely willing, unwilling subjects for okay. them to imbibe and drink. Now, if their fortitude is really high and they manage to resist it the first time, you're gonna have to cast a cure poison spell on them, otherwise they will die within like an hour. So make sure to cast that and then have them drink it again. Okay. And basically repeat until they accept the transformation. (laughs) Accept it. Accept the snake. Your high priest should also be able to tell if they have successfully imbibed it or if they were able to fight it off so okay i only buy cruelty free potions that have been certified by Eda elves for the ethical treatment of animals <laughs> i'm kidding Peta sucks but the joke is there 
Jesus Christ. Fuck PETA. But the joke was there. Anyway. Uh, that is the end of Cooking with Travis. You, it was horrifying. Thank you. you check out to... check out our next episode next week where we talk about the Dracolich brew. We revisit the Dracolich brew. You now have the ability to create your very own black broth and create your own histachi. However, you're going to have to try to get a hold of Chick Therapist and see if you can like use his power because without him, this isn't going to work. Okay. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. Without him, it's not going to work. So. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think. Um. I have the human blood already. I have a lot of it. Um. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know. I know where I can get the the peat and everything. Um. I don't know about the amphisbane eggs though. I don't think they're real. Amphisbane eggs might be a little hard to come by, but dig around enough in the black market, you can probably find some. I mean, I feel like I feel like they might have them at Whole Foods. It's possible. I haven't checked, but maybe. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that now I know how to make this so I can make my own mindless, you know, grotesque looking snake person slave so I can make one of my subjects have sex with it so they can have a person that's they don't have a baby. That's yeah. Half snake, half human. Yeah. I'm so glad I know this now. Thanks. And technically babies, because they are snakes and they do lay eggs. Well, some snakes are viviparous, so... Okay. Ah. In this case, they lay eggs. Okay. I should specify. <laughs> they do lay eggs. <clears throat> Man! <laughs> yeah. I know there's a part two, and I know that in 5th edition, I think you can play as a Yuanti. That's in the... Um, Yes. Yeah. I want to say they're included in the um, expanded. I forget what it's called, but it's the one that has Kenku in it. For, uh, yes, you can yeah. play as purebloods. Yeah, as a uh, as uh, the expanded uh, player race thing. Mm. So, like, maybe there's some redemption there. But I'm so sad that the snake people are evil. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm not. That was fun. I mean, it's very interesting, but it's also like, man. Why they gotta be evil? Yeah, like no, no shade. All, all due respect, but like, evil snake people, groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> They're babies. I love snakes. I know. Do they shed? Probably. You know, it didn't ever specify. That feels like something that, if it was gonna be in something, it would have been in the ecology article. Yeah. But like, but we don't know. We just don't know. At that point, I would have to rule absolutely because <laughs> like, snakes. the thought of seeing yeah, a, a huge, huge like shedded. Oh, and it has like little humany features in yeah. it. Uh-huh. Oh, that'd be <clears throat> awesome. And uh, with that, we will uh, save the rest for the next episode, a part two of the Yuan-Ti. Well, Travis's next episode. Yes. My next episode. <laughs> you just, soon. like, make one of us do it. <laughs> one of y'all get to take it. I still have... I still have... Not demons. The next one. Uh, the... Yugoloths. The Yugoloths. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that's coming next. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the uh, Cooking with Travis segment. Yep. Go, um, go make your own... Um, Black broth and tweet us pictures. Yes. Please tell us if you want that to be a recurring segment because I do. <laughs> oh boy, that could be interesting. Don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms if you uh, haven't yet. 
And so and then you can tweet us your pictures of your own your, homemade black broth. Your black broth yeah, pictures. Yeah, yeah, of course. Spread the word to your friends. You know, if uh, they like cooking, go ahead and tell them about this, and I'm sure they would enjoy it. Well, no, oh, actually, definitely. Maybe you should cook up some black broth and have them try it first. Oh, no. Don't. Actually, no, don't. Don't turn your friends into mindless slaves, okay? I was going to say, do that to somebody you don't like, actually. Yeah, I wouldn't do that to your friends. <laughs> <sighs> with all that thank you guys once more for listening we're gonna catch you next week here on Dungeonpedia with hopefully something less depressing I, I didn't find it depressing I mean I know I'm biased but we'll find you a good Sneeple okay we'll find me a good Sneeple next time maybe not